Welcome to the Downstream Column podcast, Manufacturing High Concentration Maps, Challenges, and Solutions. I'm Brandi Sargent, editor of the Downstream Column. Joining us today is a panel of experts on high concentration map manufacturing, and I'd like to invite each of them to introduce themselves. Hi, my name's Tom Watson. I'm product management group leader for direct flow sterilizing grade filtration portfolio. My name is Dirk Mosky. I'm a manager in the SLS, Scientific and Laboratory Services, the field support of Paul um, in Europe, and I'm specializing in the purification technologies. Hello, my name is Odi Vaniek, and I am team leader in R&D bioprocessing at Paul. Well, thank you all. I'd like to start today by asking why high concentration MABs are an important topic in today's biotech landscape. We're always really excited by what's happening in the biotech industry. It's a mature industry and we've been serving it for a while. And we're really highly motivated to support our customers as it continues to evolve. There's plenty of innovation. So there's innovation to help intensify processes in the upstream space and purification innovation at modality level, and also innovation at formulation level. And that's where high concentration drugs or high concentration biotech drugs and HCDs come in. They're important because when a biotech drug can be prepared at high concentration, that is administrable. It's usually self-administered in a subcutaneous mode. And this brings lifestyle benefits to patients. It reduces healthcare costs because it negates the need for an intravenous treatment. Subcutaneous biotech drugs have been available for a while, um, but recently we've seen a lot of companies really looking to um, make sure they deliver these benefits. And as a consequence, they're increasingly developing new drugs or formulating existing ones at high concentration. And, And now's a great time for them to achieve this thanks to contributions of formulation science and medical device science. That's great. I have some other questions around manufacturing. What are some of the differences in terms of manufacturing with high concentration MABs versus more traditional MAB production? So a high concentration MAB or recombinant protein for subcutaneous delivery is going to be prepared at a high concentration, starting with the final concentration steps. And when that happens, it's common for a highly viscous fluid result to result 10 to 30 centipoise. A concentration of greater than 100 grams per litre, often as high as 250 grams per litre. This concentration step then reduces the volume of the fluid processed across the subsequent unit operations that are typical of a biotech process. And also what we see then, of course, is at dispensing a, a reduction in the dosage volume since we only need one to two millilitres of a highly concentrated biotech drug to take its therapeutic effect. So we typically see small dosage volumes, or in some cases, dosage volumes can be several milliliters to permit sort of a slightly longer term infusion of a a subcutaneous drug. But the viscosity makes processing the fluid more challenging across the unit operations, uh, including the concentration step itself, but through filtration, mixing, freeze, thaw, formulation and dispensing. And also the smaller batch volumes that correspond with the increased concentration of the drug raise the cost of the API per unit volume. Uh, And this makes manufacturers more impacted by any product losses they encounter than with lower concentration traditional biotech drug preparations. And I know a a lot of listeners will be familiar with the challenges with traditional MAB manufacturing, but what are some of the main challenges that exist in manufacturing workflow for high concentration MABs? Yeah, so so talking on a high level, and we repeatedly hear from our customers uh, challenges relating to product loss in hold-up volume, aggregation of the, the molecules, uh, limitations with analytical equipment and sampling procedures, 
destabilization of filtered fluid due to the stripping out of formulation components. There's quite a number of uh, problems that they come to us and seek assistance with. Our concentration basically starts with the final UFDF step, as this is such a fundamental step. What are the specific challenges to achieving high product concentrations? Product viscosity is increasing with increasing product concentration. Whilst for a given cross flow, the pressures are significantly increasing with increasing product concentration. Also, the permeate flux is decreasing with increasing product concentrations, and therefore the processing times become longer and the number of pump passes are much higher compared to uh, low concentration processes. This combination of extended recirculation time and the increased concentration carries a significant risk of shear-related damage that may impact the product quality. And last but not least, the high viscosity of those final retentate pools typically results in a poor recovery from TFF systems because of limited uh, drainability. And which solutions can be applied to overcome these new challenges in the final UFDF step? First of all, um, an optimization of the TFF cassette screen type. For example, a more coarse screen or suspended screen can be applied to reduce the cassette pressure drop to be able to process such high viscous material. Alternatively, single-pass TFF, SPTFF, significantly reduces the shear exposure because the entire concentration step is performed in a single pass without a recirculation loop. Especially for sensitive products like sensitive plasma proteins, plasma-derived factors, as well as shear sensitive viral particles, single-pass TFF offers a significant reduction in cumulative shear exposure because of the single pass. When we look at high concentrations and high viscosities, um, we have demonstrated concentrations exceeding 250 mix per mil for IgG with SPTFF technology, or even higher concentrations with plasma proteins. The SPTFF, moreover, applies a serialized flow path, and therefore the feed flow requirement of an SPTFF system is significantly reduced when compared to an all-parallel conventional TFF configuration. Because of the serialized flow path and reduced feed flow requirement of a SPTFF system, the system holdup volume is significantly smaller when compared to a conventional TFF system with an all-parallel membrane configuration. The reduced holdup volume of the SPTFF system when compared to a conventional system allows for enhanced product recovery and a higher step yield and higher final concentrations. Typical yields at high concentration from single-pass TFF systems are equal or greater than 98%, whereas conventional TFF system yields can be as low as 80% or even less. What about other types of filtration, including direct flow? I know that this is your specialty area. Do you have anything else to share in that regard? Yes, exactly. So as uh, Tom and Gregor mentioned, this higher concentration causes a significant increase in viscosity, and that also affects uh, the sterilizing grade filtration that you find after your concentration step for the final formulation and filling. So this higher viscosity has a direct impact on the filtration flux, and uh, therefore that causes higher processing time. Another point is that with your higher concentration, there is a likelihood of having higher aggregate content compared to lower concentration MABs. And this will in turn uh, impact the sterile filter capacity. And it can cause your current filter size um, to block earlier than you would expect. 
So again, this means that uh, it will increase your processing time or in turns, you might need uh, a larger filter. So the first approach uh, you might consider to overcome those challenge might be to consider a larger device size for a specific batch size. However, you need to keep in mind that using a higher device size is likely to increase your non-recoverable volume at the end of the sterilizing grade filtration process. And we know that high concentration drugs are highly valuable. So the processing yield uh, in each of the steps is a critical factor to keep in mind. Something else to consider when uh, thinking about larger device size and therefore larger membrane surface area is that uh, it could impact also other product attributes, uh, such as your excipient concentration. So we know from research that polysorbate, which is used as an excipient in MAP formulation, might absorb to uh, sterile filters. And so using a larger device for the same batch size might affect your polysorbate concentration, in particular at the beginning of your filtration. That's great. And I know that this is an important area for Paul. What else have you been working on over the past couple of years to provide solutions suited for high concentration drug production? Yeah, um, we've got a diversity of products well suited to late stage processing of monoclonals and recombinant proteins, um, not just direct flow filters or tangential flow filters as discussed by Ord and Gregor. For example, our freeze and go storage and transport solutions, polymeric filling needles, uh, mixers, they all have attributes to help sustain critical up to quality attributes for a concentrated drug and to help minimize costly losses that could be incurred by technologies that have limited performance with high concentration feeds. And I shouldn't forget our validation services. So in, in complement to our product offering, we have a validation services team and they recognize that generating large sample volumes for process specific validation can be difficult with these high concentration feeds. They tend to be a bit more scarce. So they're offering um, filter validation studies support for fluid volumes in the range of several hundred mils, um, rather than the couple of litres that might traditionally be utilised for, for process-specific filter validation. And finally, something we're particularly proud to talk about today is our Allegro Connect bulk filling system. We've recently launched a system that permits the integration of direct flow filters with high capacity for viscous feeds into a bulk filling manifold. And this system automates this critical late stage filtration and dispensing step and has lots of features to maximize recovery of the high value filtered fluid. So yeah, really exciting launch for us and these two and we're remarkable. That sounds really exciting. A lot of great products coming out to address these issues. I know that productivity is always an important topic regardless of the type of therapeutic that's being manufactured. Specifically, how can companies maximize productivity for their high concentration drugs? It's all down to selection, making sure that you've implemented the right equipment in your unit operation. So seek out cross-flow, tangential flow filtration technologies that reduce shear and permit easy recovery of concentrated fluid. I suppose we could call them second generation sterilizing grade filters, sterilizing grade filters with asymmetric membranes and very high filtration area per device can enable quite dramatic filtration system footprint reductions have much lower dead volume to occupy any non-recoverable or hard-to-recover holdup of um, a highly concentrated feed. I think another thing to do is always look towards vendors of single-use systems that are keen to explore your recovery challenge, who, when presented with the problem of line loss, will try and come up with ideas to minimize them through clever system design, appropriate orientation, or 
materials of construction of components that help facilitate uh, fluid recovery. And of course, keep an eye on the newest products from established vendors or service providers in the biotech industry. Those are all really great suggestions, and I really appreciate your expertise in this area. I'd love to hear some examples from your work with customers of manufacturing product problems and solutions that were implemented to address these issues in real life. It would be so interesting for listeners to hear about those examples. Sure. We can't really call out any customers by name, um, but one thing that we are doing is um, engaging with customers who are looking to adapt any existing manufacturing platforms they have to better handle high concentration feeds, identifying those certainly that are using first generation technology that wasn't perhaps introduced in their facility to overcome some of the challenges we've described. We recently had a customer let us know that they were looking to design a new filtration system that could filter low concentration drugs as well as high. We had some great meetings with them. They discussed with us their expected batch volumes, process parameters, uh, viscosity ranges, and we set up a really thorough filtration study to help them determine suitable filtration setups for either scenario. So we've future-proofed their uh, facility for um, you know high concentration drugs. That's a great example. And to go back to your expertise in the area, would you be able to talk about some of the current trends in this space and where you think we're going from here? As I alluded to in the previous question, there's a trend towards customers adapting their production platforms to give them great effect flexibility to produce final drug for subcutaneous delivery. There's been quite a bit of talk around how high a high concentration drug can be that can be practically manufactured and also reliably administered to a patient. We're keeping an eye on that and we'll be ready to see how our products can end with fluids at uh, higher concentrations than the upper end of the range of around 250 grams per litre that we tend to see today. Thank you for that. I really think it's interesting to think about where we're moving with this as we look toward all kinds of new therapeutic modalities. It's always interesting to think about where might we be with these uh, looking forward. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I really appreciate your time today. This has been a really interesting conversation, and I really appreciate receiving more information about high concentration MABs and their manufacture. Before we say goodbye, I'd just like to ask, does anyone have anything else that they'd like to add for listeners today? No, um, thank you very much for um, allowing us to host this podcast. We've really enjoyed having the discussion. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to reaffirm how highly motivated Paul is to solve our customers' challenges in biotech. The drug market is diversifying. There's certainly a lot going on in the advanced therapy space that we're paying attention to at the moment. But we're still firmly committed to biotech. We intend to be a big part of the development and manufacture of the next generations of biotech blockbuster drugs. Well, that's great. And we look forward to seeing where it goes from here. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it and uh, have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To listen to other podcasts related to the discovery, development, and manufacture of biologics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com. And for downstream process topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.